Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, the Biden administration's new plan to send 1,500 active duty troops to the southern border to handle the influx of migrants. Here are tonight's headlines. The crowded streets of El Paso as the U.S. prepares for a surge at the border. Once a pandemic-era rule restricting immigration expires, why President Biden is sending the military in. The heartbreaking story of a bride killed by a drunk driver on her wedding day. I miss her. I don't know what I'm going to do without her. The unfriendly skies, dramatic video of an angry passenger appearing to attack a crew member. At that time, he was like, why are you smiling at me? And that's when we realized that this is probably not going to be good. Television script writers walk off the job, putting hundreds of shows in jeopardy of being shut down. What the walkout could mean for viewers. We've got this culture that just allows it to happen and happen again and again. Teachers sexually abusing their students in public schools nationwide. A CBS Reports investigation finds a broken system that enables abusers. I feel like I have a poorly wired time bomb inside of me. In Maine, this remote farm is at the center of a growing national debate over forever chemicals in your food. The Tony nominees are tonight. And look at one of this year's most talked about shows. I think we all thought, oh, wow, we have something special that could that could take us places.
Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Tuesday night. We want to begin with news that the Biden administration is sending 1,500 more active duty troops, Marines and Army, to the southern border. That's in addition to the 2,500 National Guard members already there. The decision comes ahead of an expected surge of migrants when pandemic-era restrictions known as Title 42 expire next week. The Pentagon says the troops will not do law enforcement duties, although some will be armed. The goal is to free up Border Patrol agents to do their jobs. Under Title 42, law enforcement was given broad authority to turn away hundreds of thousands of people, including those seeking asylum on public health grounds. Well, once it expires next week, thousands more are expected to begin arriving every day. CBS's Weijia Jiang starts us off tonight from the White House. Good evening, Weijia. Good evening, Nora. The Biden administration says smugglers are already taking advantage ahead of the policy change, promising migrants easier entry into the U.S. and making the expected surge even worse. Republicans say the crisis is already here. With thousands of migrants arriving at the southern border each day and that number expected to rise, some of the 1,500 troops could be in place as early as next Wednesday, just one day before Title 42 is lifted. Uh, In light of the changes on May 11th and the uh, anticipated surge, uh, DHS did reach out and, and request this support. The soldiers will provide logistical support for 90 days. They will not be processing migrants, and some will be armed for self-defense purposes. The administration is preparing for as many as 10,000 migrants to cross the southern border next week, which would almost double the daily average in March. Recently, more than 7,000 migrants have arrived every day. Title 42 might as well already have been lifted. And this Texas is- Republican Tony Gonzalez represents parts of El Paso, which has seen a 130 percent spike in migrants at the border. Hundreds are sleeping on sidewalks and in alleys, many seeking asylum in the U.S. And the way this gets solved, it's not by sending U.S. troops at the border to do probably nothing. The administration needs to be sending uh, judges to the border. And these judges need to get these asylum cases heard in days, not years. On Monday, Texas Governor Greg Abbott said he would again send busloads of migrants to Democrat-run cities. The mayors of Chicago and New York City say they have no more room. What is the administration doing to help state and local governments prepare ahead of the expected influx. So look, it's unfortunate that uh, Governor Abbott continues to uh, play politics uh, with uh, migrants uh, and with the American people. We have been in touch with state and local governments to help them in any way that we can. The White House says judges and lawyers are heading to the border to handle expedited removal proceedings. And those who do not qualify for asylum will be removed quickly in a matter of days or weeks. Nora. Weijia Jiang, thank you very much. Big news from Hollywood. Late night shows and Saturday Night Live are going dark and will air reruns after writers went on strike for the first time in 15 years. Film and TV production shut down after the Writers Guild of America failed to reach an agreement with studios. CBS's Elise Preston reports from Los Angeles. They've put down their pens. And picked up picket signs. We're going to keep striking until we get what we want. For viewers, the impact is immediate. Late night shows are now dark. 
Last night, comedian Stephen Colbert struck a more serious tone. These are our writers, and I'll stick myself in there because I'm WGA too, and they're so important to our show. I also think that the writers' demands are not unreasonable. Daytime soaps could be the next casualty. Let her die. This could be just the start of the script. Actors and directors are facing their own labor uncertainty. Both of those guilds are about to negotiate. We could have an entire town uh, out on the picket line at some point. What's playing out on the streets in front of studios on both coasts is a real-life drama. The writers see themselves as being left behind, and they see themselves as being um, increasingly marginalized in an entertainment economy that is only benefiting the top 1%. Now, to their outrage, executive pay. The salaries of many top studio execs have been released publicly to their shareholders. They reveal several entertainment CEOs made more than $30 million in pay last year. Nora? Elise Preston, thank you very much. We want to turn out of the investigation into a crash in South Carolina that killed a bride just hours after her wedding and left her groom seriously injured. The golf cart they were riding in was tossed more than 100 yards. CBS's Nancy Chen has new details tonight about the 25-year-old suspected drunk driver accused of plowing into the newlyweds. It was supposed to be the best day of their lives. A wedding on the South Carolina shore for Samantha Miller and Eric Hutchinson. Followed by a small reception with family and close friends, including Jenna Gribble. This was the happiest like that I'd ever seen her. But as the newlyweds left in a golf cart at the end of the night, an alleged drunk driver slammed into them, traveling nearly three times the speed limit, according to police. All four occupants were thrown from the cart as it rolled several times. The 34-year-old bride was killed. Three others, including Hutchinson, were seriously injured. The groom's mother wrote she was handed his wedding ring at the hospital only five hours after Miller gave it to him. They just looked so happy as they were leaving. They were. That was one of the last things she, she said. She was just like, I don't want tonight to end. And then it was all over. Police say the driver of the car, 25-year-old Jamie Komorowski, smelled of alcohol but refused a field sobriety test. She's been charged with three counts of DUI and one count of reckless homicide. It's a 25-mile-an-hour speed limit island-wide. There's absolutely zero reason a vehicle should be operated that fast. Drunk driving-related deaths have surged in the last few years, from just over 10,000 in 2019 to more than 13,000 in 2021. Gribble is urging people to think twice. In this day and age with Lyft and Uber and cabs, why would you drink and drive? Toxicology results could take another few weeks. Police tell me the golf cart the couple was riding in was legal to drive. A GoFundMe page has raised more than $500,000. Nora? Such an incredibly sad story. Nancy Chen, thank you so much. Well, tonight, the friendly skies seem to be anything but. Unruly passengers are a disturbing trend, with a record number of Americans planning to travel this summer. CBS's Chris Van Cleve takes a look at how the FAA is punishing the worst offenders. 
Dramatic video of a red eye turning into a black eye as a passenger gets fighting mad over a seat assignment, even appearing to throw punches at an airline employee before allegedly trying to make a run for it by opening a cabin door at San Francisco's airport late Sunday night. I was completely terrified. I was right in front of him the whole time. Naya Jimenez shot this video. You see things like this go viral all the time and you just never think you're going to be the one in that situation. In March, a dispute between two travelers turned into a fist fight in Dallas ahead of a flight to Phoenix. Disruptive passenger incidents skyrocketed during the pandemic to nearly 6,000 in 2021. While they've declined since the lifting of the mask mandate, they are still happening more frequently than pre-pandemic. During the first four months of this year, there were 586 reported. If someone chooses to act up, my, my message to them is to stay home because if you act up, we're going to come after you with everything that we have. That passenger in San Francisco, a 47-year-old man from Texas, was cited by police for battery. Nora? So, Chris, I have to ask you, is there a no-fly list for these passengers who are getting violent? There is not a formal no-fly list for disruptive passengers, but individual airlines can ban someone from future travel, which United did in this case. They can also face criminal charges as well as significant fines from the FAA that can approach $100,000 an incident. Nora? Chris Van Cleve, thank you. A new Department of Education report shows that America's school children are reporting the highest number of discrimination and sexual harassment complaints in history. A CBS News investigation found that by the time they graduate high school, more than five million students have experienced sexual misconduct, ranging from harassment to assault. CBS's Meg Oliver explains how the abuse is often overlooked. When some schools hear allegations of teacher sexual abuse, they often try to make them go away quietly without any record. Called passing the trash. Passing the trash. And when they move on, would they write them recommendation letters? Yeah, they'd, they'd, give them, they'd give them recommendations, they'd give them approvals. On average, one offender passes through three different school districts before they're stopped. We found one teacher was able to abuse a total of 73 children. We focused on one district in Redlands, California, where 50 survivors have accused 25 teachers of sexual misconduct from 1999 to 2022. When you were a sophomore, who was your theater teacher? Dawkins. Joel Koontz was hired by Redlands High School in 2016 after he was fired from a Texas summer camp. He told students it was because he had sex with a girl who was underage, but his record was clean. Within a year, a school employee called the police, reporting Koontz for suspicions of sexual abuse at Redlands High. The school quietly put him on leave and let his contract expire. He told us to come to his house and he gave us a lot of alcohol. He just started kissing us, and one thing led to another. We started having sex. This was 2018. Joel Coons was arrested, and after he went on to be a substitute teacher mm-hmm. in a nearby district. Mm-hmm. And just shows that, like, it could have been prevented, and it, and it wasn't. Coons is currently in prison, but is up for parole this month. The Federal Department of Education is currently investigating 145 public school districts across the country for allegations of sexual violence, including Redlands Unified. This is a phenomenon of child abuse that we allow to happen under our noses. How is that possible? We have insufficient collective will as a country to stop it. 
In response to our investigation, Redlands Unified told us they have taken swift and appropriate actions when there has been a violation of law. But the district has paid out more than $41 million in settlements to students and their families for allegations of teacher sexual abuse in 23 cases. Nine more lawsuits are ongoing. Nora. It's just extraordinary, really powerful reporting. Meg Oliver, thank you so much. A judge in Minneapolis today found former police officer Totau guilty of aiding and abetting in the 2020 murder of George Floyd. Tao held back a crowd while three other former officers pinned Floyd to the ground, with Derek Chauvin kneeling on his neck for more than nine minutes. Tao is the last of those four officers to be convicted on state charges. Now to part two of our series on the growing concern over human-made chemicals known as forever chemicals. A recent study by the Environmental Working Group showed that nearly 20 million acres of U.S. farmland is contaminated by these chemicals that are linked to cancer and other illnesses. CBS's Roxana Saberi takes an in-depth look at the toxic problem that's leaving some farmers out in the cold. The wind is almost all you hear now at Songbird Farms. Welcome to the ghost town of our dreams. Adam Nordell and his wife Johanna bought this farm in Maine in 2014 to raise organic produce and a family. Seven years later, they learned their land was riddled with chemicals called PFAS, a family of thousands of toxic compounds that last so long in the environment, they're known as forever chemicals. The toxins at Songbird Farm were traced to sludge. The solids left after wastewater is treated, spread there as fertilizer in the 1990s. Nordell says tests found that their water and some crops had dangerously high levels. The level in his family's blood, he says it was 250 times higher than average. I feel like I have a poorly wired time bomb inside of me. While Maine is leading the way in identifying farmland contaminated with PFAS, a recent study estimates that sludge, like what was applied here, has also been spread on around 5% of all farmland in this country. Not all sludge contains toxic chemicals. And in an email to CBS News, the FDA said the U.S. food supply is among the safest in the world, adding that it tests food samples. Very few have detectable levels of PFAS, and those that do are low. Elsie Sunderland studies PFAS pollution at her Harvard University lab. How would you characterize the federal government's approach toward PFAS? I would call it uh, ambitious, yet fragmented. You know, if we're really concerned about PFAS and our everyday exposure, um, we should be proactive and we should be banning these chemicals from non-essential uses. What is it like for you to come back here? It's, it's pretty hard for me. Back in Maine, Nordell has turned from working on his farm to pushing for new laws to help other farmers with dreams spoiled by forever chemicals. Roxana Saberi, CBS News, Unity, Maine. This police officer and several others are lucky to be alive after a horrifying wreck. We've got the details next. This podcast is supported by FedEx. 
FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, the coldest case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Police in Fairfax County, Virginia, released terrifying video today. It started as a routine traffic stop. Now watch as another car comes hurtling across the median. It smashes into the car, oh my goodness, and comes within inches of hitting and killing an officer. Remarkably, everyone escaped with minor injuries. Tributes are pouring in for beloved folk singer Gordon Lightfoot. You know the songs. We'll look back on his greatest hits next. Canadian folk legend Gordon Lightfoot died Monday in a Toronto hospital. Lightfoot's rich and powerful voice propelled a string of hits in the 1970s, including If You Could Read My Mind, Sundown, and The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Gordon Lightfoot was 84. We take a look back and a look at the behind the scenes of this year's Tony Award nominees. That's next. Have you ever covered a carpet stain with a rug? Ignored a leaky faucet? Pretended your half-painted living room is supposed to look like that? Well, you're not alone. We've all got unfinished home projects, but there's an easier way. When you download Thumbtack, it's easier to care for your home from top to bottom. Pull out your phone and in just a few steps, you can search, chat, and book highly rated pros right in your neighborhood. Plus, you'll know what to tackle next because Thumbtack is the app that shows you what to do, who to hire, and when. So say goodbye to all those unfinished home projects and say hello to caring for your home the easier way. Download Thumbtack and start a project today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. 
Nominations for the 76th Annual Tony Awards were announced this morning right here on CBS. CBS's Jamie Wax got a behind-the-scenes look at one of this year's most talked-about shows, Life of Pi. From best-selling novel to Oscar-winning movie to hit play, The Life of Pi has captivated audiences with a tale of literal captivity. The story centers around a boy named Pai Patel and a Bengal tiger who struggled to stay alive while adrift on a small boat. Hiran Abbasakera has portrayed the title character on stage from the beginning. I think we all thought, oh wow, we have something special that could, that could take us places. Those places included London's West End, where the production received five Olivier Awards, including a highly unusual Best Supporting Actor for the puppetry team, which includes Scarlett Wilderink. There's lots of people working together, designers, makers, sculptors, actors, so many people backstage and on stage that do so much to make this happen. Bringing the tiger to life. All of the sounds are made by the puppeteers, correct? That's right. All right, so let's hear a tiger roar, guys. Okay, I'm leaving. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you very much. But with five Tony nominations, they hope they won't be leaving Broadway anytime soon. Jamie Wax, CBS News, New York. It's great to see Broadway back. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. If you enjoy tuning in to the CBS Evening News, there are official t-shirts, hats, mugs, and more available for purchase at ParamountShop.com. These products are perfect for any fan of Evening News, and you can take 20% off with code EVENING20. That's 20% off all CBS Evening News products with code EVENING20 at ParamountShop.com.